Look at your neighbor and point to them and say, we're going forward. Amen. Amen. We're going forward. That's where we're going. Amen. That's our series as we kicked off the new year. We're going forward. Amen. F stands for faith. O stands for only on Him. Amen. R stands for resting in Him. W stands for no more worries. A stands for anticipation and expectation. And this morning we're going to look at another R. We're going to get a double R today. And it might take a couple weeks to preach this, but we're going to be looking at redemptive revelation. Everyone say redemptive Redemptive. revelation. Somebody says, well, where did you get that from? Well, look at Proverbs 29 and verse 18. It says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he that keeps the word or does the word, amen, blessed, happy, and fortunate, and enviable is he. Now, what is redemptive revelation? Well, it's simply God manifesting himself or revealing himself to our lives by his word and through the spirit of God. There's an impartation of redemptive realities that he has given to us in the word of God. And it's a great, great discovery as you look into the perfect law of liberty and you see what belongs to you in Christ. You see what he has done for you. And so why is it so important that we need redemptive revelation? Well, for one reason, without it, we could perish. Now, I looked up the word perish the other day, and it was a very interesting word. It means this. It means to wander astray or to go back or to go backwards. How many of you know that we're going to be moving forward? We're not moving backwards. And so, redemptive revelation then will enable us to move from the things that have hindered us, that have held us back, and have prevented progress, and enable us to move forward in the things of God. Is anybody interested in moving forward? What about the rest of you? I said, is anybody interested in moving forward? You know, Dr. Lester Sumrall, a great general in the faith, said this, Most people never progress beyond their initial revelation of God. They get one and they stay there. They receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and they're fully, fully persuaded that He is their Savior, but they stop there. How many of you know there's more to the word Savior than salvation from sin? That's the most important thing, obviously. But salvation is an all-inclusive word. Every breakthrough in faith comes from a breakthrough in revelation knowledge. Not necessarily just information. One writer said it this way. Every advance in faith, in receiving the blessings of God, in fulfilling the call of God in our lives comes from a breakthrough in the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, how many of you remember a gentleman by the name of Chuck Yeager? Well, Chuck Yeager, on October 14th in 1947, he became the first person to fly faster than the speed of sound. He piloted the X-1 to a speed of Mach 1.06, that's 700 miles an hour. 
He was 43,000 feet above the high desert of California, and he broke the sound barrier. Many people thought this is not possible. The plane won't take it. Jaeger won't take it. There's no way, no way. So breaking the sound barrier literally broke the fear of the unknown. See, the real barrier was not in the sky. The real barrier was in their lack of knowledge regarding supersonic flight. And you and I often face challenges in our lives. We often face barriers that stand in our way, do we not? Even the most difficult barriers that you and I face can be broken. And it can take us places that we've never been before. Oh, hallelujah. In November then of 2004, a scramjet nearly went to Mach 10.08 at 7,000 miles per hour. The original breakthrough in supersonic flight had an incredible impact on their future. And I say all that to say this, your heavenly father loves you. I said, your heavenly father loves you. As we just sang, he's a good, good father. He's not a bad, bad father. He's a good, good father. And being our good, good father, he wants us to have more than one breakthrough in our lives. I mean, he wants you to go to Mach 1, Mach 2, Mach 3, Mach 4, Mach 5, Mach 6, all the way up to Mach 11 if need be. God wants us to have ever-increasing breakthroughs in Revelation. A good friend of mine said this, as Chuck Yeager used the X-1 as the vehicle to break the sound barrier, the spirit of wisdom in Revelation is the vehicle that God enables believers to see things they've never seen, to go places they've never been, and receive things they've never received. How many candidates do we have out there? Woo, glory to God. Now, one way that we position ourselves for this, not the only way, but we open up our heart to revelation knowledge, knowledge that is revealed to our inner man, to our spirit. You are a spirit created in the image and likeness of God. And God's word is spirit. And God's word is life. And the entrance of his word giveth light. It gives understanding unto the simple. And God's will has always been for His Word not to just to stay in the pages of the Bible, but get on into your inner man, into your spirit man. Can you say amen? amen? And so we are responsible then whether or not we're going to receive revelation knowledge or not. We must apply ourselves to understanding. Apply ourselves to the wisdom of God that he has made available to us. That comes by making a diligent search of the word of the Lord and a commitment to renew our minds for the rest of our lives. Because revelation knowledge, my brothers and sisters, is progressive. It's enlarging. It's increasing. Look at your neighbor and say, God's got more for you. Now point to yourself and say, God's got more for me. But the Apostle's prayer, Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1, it literally contains the ingredients for us to break through any barriers that we may face. He prayed this 
in Ephesians 1.17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto me and unto you and unto the church at Ephesus, what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation, come on, in the knowledge of him. The knowledge of him is not head knowledge, it's epinosis, it's heart knowledge. And so he's praying this prayer and he goes on to continue in the next verse that the eyes of our understanding would what? That's talking about the eyes of your spirit would be enlightened or literally flooded with light. And as our inner man is flooded with light, we're going to know some things. We're going to know the hope of our calling. We're going to know what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Next verse. And we're going to know what is exceeding greatness of his power, which is to us who believe. Woo! Glory to God. It's according to the working of his mighty power when he raised Christ from the dead far above all demonic forces. And so pray this, Lord Jesus. I pray the eyes of my understanding be flooded with light. Give unto me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. See, when we're praying these Ephesians prayers, we're not asking God to do something for us. What we're believing God is for us to see what He's already done. Do you see that? See, a lot of people are, you know, begging God to do something He's already done. That's impolite. What we need to do is be receivers. Just like next Sunday at the Super Bowl, you know what? Brock Purdy and Mahomes, they're going to be looking for a receiver. I said they're going to be looking for a receiver. They're going to go back in the pocket, and I'm a southpaw, and they're going to throw that ball, and Debo Sambo is going to catch that ball. Or Kelsey is going to catch the ball, whatever the case may be. See, God's looking for a receiver. He's looking for a believer. He's looking for some receivers. Say of me, I am a receiver, and this is my receiving day. And so Paul is praying then for a breakthrough in Revelation. And I'll guarantee you this, if you'll pray this steadfastly, you'll say things you've never seen before. You'll get revelation you've never had before. And he will add to the revelation that you already have. The other thing that you'll see is the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him will also open up the doors for the gifts of the Spirit, for the word of wisdom, and for the word of knowledge. I mean, you'll just know things. Hallelujah. Is it worth it? Will you apply yourself to it? So we're going to just take a look at one of the redemptive revelations we need to really take hold of and really remind ourselves of. You know, Paul's redemptive revelations are not just all for Paul. You see them in the epistles. It talks about who we are in Christ, where we are in Christ, what we have in Christ, and what we can do now that we are in Christ Jesus. You see, the center of our redemption is what God did for us in Christ Jesus. And a, and a revelation of your redemption will literally, it will change you. You will look into the perfect law of liberty and it will change you. Aren't you glad that you do not have to look at Ancestry.com to try to figure out who you are? I didn't open the newspaper this morning and read my horoscope. I'm not interested in horoscopes. 
when I'm interested in scoping on the things found in the Word of God. In the perfect law of love. Come on, somebody, help a preacher out today. See, the world is just full of people that want to be, that could be, that are trying to be. But now in Christ Jesus, we are no longer confused. We have been, come on, we have been found in Him. Just like Jesus found himself in the scriptures. See, he grew in stature, but he also grew in wisdom. And he'd go to the synagogue every Sabbath. And one day he went to the synagogue and he found the place where it was written in Isaiah. And he opened the book and he quoted the prophet Isaiah. And it was, Isaiah was talking about him. And he declared, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he's anointed me. He's anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. To preach recovery sight to the blind. See, Jesus knew who he was. And he was constantly confessing who he was. For example, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He said, I'm the door, I'm the good shepherd... I am the resurrection. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. What he did is he carried his identification with him in his heart. Amen. Now, I guarantee you, if you go to SFO today, or Oakland Airport, or San Jose, and you're trying to get to New York City, you're not going to get there without ID. They're going to want to see your driver's license. They're going to want to see your passport. You cannot walk up to the person and say, well, I know who I am. I just forgot my ID. No, they're going to make you go get your ID. Otherwise, you stay at home, baby. And many Christians are not carrying their identification with them. And the result is they're not going anywhere. So the question I have for you is, what are you carrying? Are you carrying weights? Are you carrying cares? Are you carrying fear? Are you carrying your past? We don't need to carry weights. He said, lay them aside. He said, cast your care upon me. He said, I'm not giving you a spirit of fear. And concerning your past, he said, forget it. And press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So carry your ID. Carry these truths with you. Carry these things that belong to you that say who you are in Christ, that you're an heir of God and you're a joint heir with Jesus, that you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. You're more than a conqueror. You're blessed in the city and blessed in the field. You're the head and not the tail and not beneath. Carry these truths in your spirit. Carry them confidently. Walk through this life with your shoulders straight back. Not looking down, but looking up unto Jesus, who is the author and finish of our faith. Woo, glory to God. Carry it with you. Confess your identification. And as you do, I believe the Holy Ghost gave this to me. As we do, we will go forward. And we will make progress. And he will take us places that most folks only dream about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Turn your dreams into reality 
by meditating on the redemptive realities found in the epistles. Amen. 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 And so we're called. Say it with me. I'm called. I'm called to carry who I am in Christ with confidence. Glory to God. So we're simply following his example. If he declared who he was and who he is, you can do the same thing. Amen. And he will empower that. How will he empower that? By watching over his word to perform it. His word in your heart and coming out of your mouth gives him something to work with. Let me try this side. His word in your heart and coming out of your mouth will give him something to perform. Something to work with. Glory to God. Is he not the apostle and high priest of our confession? Christ Jesus. What does that mean, apostle? The Greek word is apostolos. It means one who's sent. Jesus is the sent one, seated at the right hand of the Father, who watches over God's word coming out of your mouth to perform it on your behalf. Oh, glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. And I'm glad about it. How about you? So one of the greatest revelations that we could ever receive, remember our text, Where there is no vision or redemptive revelations of God, what happens? The people perish. They go back. They don't progress. But oh, thank God where there is a vision. Say with me, I have a vision. Where there is a vision, we'll not perish. Where there is a vision, we're going to prosper. Another way we could say it is this way. Where there is a vision, we will advance. Amen. Are you interested in advancing? See, Jaeger broke the initial sound barrier, but things advanced from 47 to 2004. Amen. And that's how God wants his kids to be. He wants us to be ever increasing in love, ever increasing in faith, ever increasing in the knowledge of him. The apostle Paul said this, that I may know him. Come on. That I may know him. That I may become intimately and deeply acquainted with him. And the wonders of his person. How do we find out about the wonders of his person? We look into the word of God and it reveals to us his characteristics. And his characteristics have been placed on the inside of you the day you were born again. Glory to God. Amen. Now you don't know everything about those characteristics, but oh man, we're on a hunt, aren't we? We're continuing to look. We're continuing to meditate. We're continuing to confess. We're believing that we're growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Say with me, I'm growing in the grace of God. And I'm growing in the knowledge of God. So one of the greatest revelations is found in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Let's read it together. For he hath made him. Let's read it together. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made. One writer said it this way. He was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made righteous with his righteousness. Amen. Notice with me. We have been made righteous. We didn't earn righteousness. He made us righteous. That's good preaching right there. 
He took our sinful condition so that we could take his righteous condition. Jesus, you see, has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. That's who he is in you. Hallelujah. First Corinthians six seventeen says, But he that is joined unto the Lord. Have you been joined unto the Lord? You were joined unto the Lord at the new birth. He that is joined unto the Lord has become one spirit with him. Now look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, what happens? Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Oh man, let's meditate on that for a moment. One translation says this, becomes a new self that has never existed before. Aren't you glad that you are now a new self? You are now a new creation. You are no longer an old alcoholic. You are no longer an old drug addict. You are no longer an old crabby person. (laughs) Amen. And some of the wives said, Amen, brother. Preach that. (laughs) No, you're a new creation. You're a new species that has never existed before. And the reason a man in Christ is something that never existed before is because Jesus in his death, burial, and resurrection did something that had never been done before. Woo, glory to God. He triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. He went to great measures to buy you. He went to great measures to purchase you. I'm looking at a congregation that had been purchased by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he's brought us into blood covenant with him. He's our blood brother. Say with me, I am a new creation. In union with Christ. I've been identified with Jesus. Hallelujah. Selah. Selah. Oh, glory to God. Think about it. He was made sin for you. For me. Wow. Why? Because God so loved the world. And we qualified. We were worldly. That he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, not go back, not go to hell, but we would have everlasting life. Oh, saints, Selah, think about it. You're a new creation. New creation. Some of you should have been six foot under by now. But you're not six foot under because he raised you and made you to sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't get any better than that. I know those guys around the fire, they're drinking beer, and they say, it don't get no better than that. Come on now. It gets a whole lot. Can I get a witness up in here? It, It gets a whole lot better than that. Jesus came to give us more than Budweiser. He came to give us more 
than the latest marijuana. He came to give you life. Oh, life, life, life. Everyone say life, life, life. Woo, hallelujah. Like Jackie Gleason used to say, mmm, how sweet it is. Hallelujah. Now that dated a lot of you right there. The old honey mover show. Look at Romans chapter 5, if you would. Romans, the fifth chapter. We're making good progress today. Hallelujah. Can we take about a five-minute praise break? Glory. 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 (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. You're so good to me. Save my soul from hell. You're so good to me. Romans 5.17 says this. For if by one man's offense, speaking of Adam, death reigned by one, much more. Those who receive, emphasis, receive two things, abundance of grace, second, and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Amen? Now understand this, that we are not righteous because we did everything right. No, we are righteous because He did everything right. We're not talking about performance-based righteousness. When we're talking about righteousness, we're talking about a free gift. Now, if we really want to reign in life and go forward and advance, we need to receive. Amen. So Montgomery, come on up here. I want to use you as an illustration today. Praise the Lord. Give Montgomery a big hand. Praise the Lord. Yeah, you can come on up here. Good. Amen. So Montgomery, I have a bill in my hand. It's a gift. I want to give it to you. Will you receive it? Of course. Now, now notice this. Notice the confidence. No hesitation. He's not on his knees at all. Pastor, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. No. He said, of course. Thank you, sir. Hallelujah. Notice with me. He extended his hand and he received what? The free gift. And God is looking for people that will extend their hand of faith because He's got gifts for us. And we don't have to beg Him. We don't have to cry. We just simply say, of course. (laughs) Of course. Glory. Let's give Him a hand. Amen. Of course. Somebody says, how much was it? That's none of your business. (laughs) Glory to God. And so what we're saying today is we need to see ourselves the way that He sees us. We do not want to see ourselves of what we used to be. We do not want to talk about what we used to be. We do not want to talk about how unworthy we are. Amen. Amen. In Christ Jesus, there are no second-class citizens. We're all fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. 
Back to the airport. You get on a jet. If you're in economy, you're like this. And the gift is free peanuts. And you got to like this because you don't want to do that. Then about 50 minutes into the flight, you got to go to the bathroom. Excuse me. I'm going to... I mean, you're just crunched. But up there in the first class, hey, they got space and all that stuff. Amen. Now, I'm not here to say that you shouldn't be flying economy. I fly economy all the time. But in Christ Jesus, we can all fly first class. Because He has only first class righteousness for you. There are... Woo! Glory! There are no inferior citizens of the kingdom of God. Woo! Glory to God. We don't take a back seat to no one. Why? Because we're in Him. Lift your hands and say, I'm in Him. And in Him I live. In Him I move. And in Him I have my being. So this revelation of righteousness will move you forward. Out of the land of sin consciousness. Out of the land of condemnation. Out of the land of oppression. Into the reality of your right standing with God, enabling you to come boldly to the throne of grace. For the righteous are bold as lions. And also enabling you to rule and to reign over condemnation. I tell you, it moved me big time when I was a young man. It moved me right out of darkness into the kingdom of God. Right out of a treatment center into church. Right out of church into ministry. It moved me forward out of darkness. That's the first step. But we don't stop there. We've come into His marvelous light. His marvelous light. The light of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Light of redemption. Light of righteousness. Right of authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so it's been progressive for me. And I know that it's progressive for you. We can make progress. I'm making progress today in my prayer life. I'm making progress today in my witness. I'm more bold than I ever was. You can make progress in the things of God. You see, a revelation of righteousness can be enlarged and get more real to you. The two words that came up in my spirit is this, receive and reign. Say this with me, receive and reign. Now we know we have an enemy, right? Nobody likes the devil, right? I mean, he is such a turkey. Putting it nicely. He is the accuser of the brethren. Reminds me of an old message Tony Cook preached. He is the accuser. He is the abuser. But he is also the great loser. And so he accuses us before the throne of God day and night. He distracts us by pointing us to our past sin. How about this? Our flaws. He wants us to live in a 
uh, uh, atmosphere of regret of, you know, what I could have done and what I should have done. And I'm, I, I'm not as far along as I should be. That's the devil talking to you. Be thankful for where you are. But don't stay where you are. Purpose in your heart that you're going to go from glory to glory, from revelation to revelation. You need to close the door on your flaws. God doesn't see your flaws. He sees you through the blood. God doesn't see your past. He sees you as a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I know I'm preaching all right now. Constantly berating yourself. That you're falling short in the performance of life. I'm going to say it again. This is not a performance-based righteousness. You get a revelation of this, you'll live right. You'll be right. And you'll do right. But you will never ever be perfect. In Christ we are complete. In the flesh, not so much. That's why we need to draw from and live from the inside out. Not allow ourselves to live from the outside in. Amen. Amen. Condemnation robs us of faith and confidence. But faith is strong and works best when there's a revelation of righteousness. Condemnation is your enemy to who you are in Christ. All condemnation does is point you to the flesh. But righteousness points you to the realm of the Spirit. Condemnation disrupts fellowship. Sin consciousness keeps us away from the throne of God. But righteousness consciousness brings us into perfect fellowship with God. Woo! Glory to God. And I hear this word coming up in my spirit. Romans 8, 1. Let's read it together. Let's read it like we really mean it. Ready, read. There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah. No more condemnation for me. No more condemnation for you. Don't think about, don't talk about being unworthy. You've been qualified and you've been made worthy by Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.12 says we're to give thanks to the Father, which has made us or qualified us to have a share in the inheritance that belongs to us in Christ Jesus. Listen, folks, when you get a revelation of this, it'll be impossible I said impossible for you to be oppressed. No more oppression. Boy, in the natural realm, if you look at the weather outside and you were moved by weather, you could get oppressed. But you know, we carry our own son with us. (laughs) Amen. We carry our own weather. It may not look good out there, but when I look here, it's bright. It's shiny. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is the day the Lord has made. It may be raining. It may be storming. My fence may have fallen down, but you never cause me to fall. You raise me up and you lift me up. 
So carry your own weather into your marketplace tomorrow. Something's different about you. What is it? I tell you who it is. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Carry these truths with you. You cannot be oppressed when you get this revelation. Look at Isaiah 54, verse 14. It says, In righteousness thou shalt be what? So don't leave the establishment of this. In righteousness shalt thou be established. There will be things that will try to pull you out of this establishment. But it says, In righteousness you will be established. And as a result of being established, you will be far from oppression. And not only that, you won't fear. And you will not be terrorized. Say with me, for it will not come. It will not come near me. But now the main point I'm making is this. Establish yourself in righteousness and rethink these truths and re-speak these truths and meditate on these truths every day of your life. Now one way you can do this is say every day and say it with me right now. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have right standing with God. Just like I've never sinned before. My righteousness, His righteousness, is my righteousness. And it gives me the privilege to stand before an all-righteous God without a sense of sin, guilt, or inferiority. This will really help your prayer life. And incidentally, do we not have quite a bit to pray about right now? You think about all the things that are going on in the world? We cannot just sit by and twiddle our thumbs. We need to be effectual. We need to be fervent. We need to be men and women of right standing. Praying powerful prayers. Because it is the effective, fervent prayer of righteous people that will avail much in this day and this hour. It will make tremendous power available. And it will be dynamic in its working. In other words, it will blow up things that need to be blown up. And I'm talking about the realm of the Spirit, just in case you're wondering. I'm not advocating blowing things up, but I am advocating raising hell. I said, I am advocating raising hell. Now, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not talking about R-A-I-S-I-N-G. We had a lot of hell raisers in here before you were born again. When I'm talking about raising, raising hell, I'm talking about R-A-Z-E. Raising it. Cutting it out of the way. Demolishing it. Destroying it. Pushing it back. Not putting up with what the world is putting up with. The world will put up with anything just so it's legislated. The world will put up with anything that seems to be status quo. How many of you know the status quo is not necessarily God's status quo? So if we're going to do this life right, we've got to align ourselves with the word of the Lord. Come on, somebody. With the word of God. And say, this is not of God. And if this is not of God, we don't have to have it. If this is not in the word of God, we do not have to accept it. 
We do not reject people because God never rejects people. God loves people right where they're at. But while He's loving them right where they're at, when they come to Him, He will not leave them where they're at. Come on, somebody. He will change them. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Final scripture, Romans chapter 4. Something about this Sunday morning crowd that really can pull on you. Glory to God. You don't have to preach all day long when you've got a good congregation like this. And I think somebody just got happy about that. <laughs> Romans 14. Romans 14. Redemptive revelation. This could turn into a, it's just a long series. The double R. Redemptive revelation. Righteousness. Restoration. Hallelujah. Revival. Come on. Woo, Hallelujah. Romans 14, verse 17. Would you please read it with me? Ready, read. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. Now let's work backwards. There is no joy if you have no peace. Is that right? And you have no peace if you don't have a revelation of righteousness. Because he said being justified, what? By, by his grace. Being justified paves the way for his peace to come into your life. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Amen? So notice this with me. First and foremost, everyone say, first and foremost, I must establish myself and stay established in righteousness. And as a result, I will have peace. And my down days are never more. I have up days. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Now let's just work with this just for a few moments in closing. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. That's the kingdom we're in. We're in that kingdom. The kingdom of God is in you. It's among you. It's within you. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. But here's what it is. It's righteousness, peace, and joy. Where? In the Holy Ghost. Understand this, that that is what is in you. It's not something that you have to work for. It's something that belongs to you. And we can say it this way. That is the flow that is to dominate your life. The kingdom has a flow to it. And the kingdom's flow is righteousness. The kingdom's flow is peace. It's joy. Say with me, that's the flow of the Holy Ghost. And so every day... He's taken us further into righteousness. He's taken us deeper into the peace of God. And He's taken us further in the joy of the Lord. What I'm saying to you is you can grow daily. So that when obstacles come our way, and they will, understand, they don't come from the inside. They come from the flow of the outside. They come from another flow. They come from the flow of the world. They come from the flow of demonic spirits. And so 
when we're established in these three things, righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost, when these things come against us from the outside, we say, now, wait a minute. Wait just a minute. That's not part of the kingdom. That condemnation, that regret is not coming from my Father. I bind that in the name of Jesus. See, some of you need to have a wait a minute moment where you put your foot down and you, instead of you being dominated from the outside, you dominate from the inside to the outside. Amen. Amen. These, these flows of the Spirit are in you. And as you nurture them and water them and meditate upon them, then these flows of the Spirit will automatically come out of you when the challenges and the tests come toward you. And you know, as well as I do, we win. I'm going to say it again. You know, as well as I do, we win. Glory to God. The flow of condemnation and fear and doubt is not the flow that we are in. We derive righteousness, peace, and joy from the kingdom of God that is in us. Hallelujah. So I say unto you today, don't perish. Become more aware of your redemptive revelation and you will make progress in 2024 and you will move forward. That is my message. My name is Mark Thomas and I agree with this message. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, stand up somebody. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness. I need a little. Come on, brother. That's the old Ron Cannoli song. It worked in the 80s and it works in 2024. Let's sing it again. Righteousness.
the Lord. Well, I didn't see that one coming. You know, I say that a lot around the house. I, I didn't see that one coming. Said Brenda said, how would you? Well, praise God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you've been redeemed? Redeemed how I love to proclaim. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, redeemed, redeemed and forever I am. Hallelujah. We've been redeemed by the blood. We've been brought nigh by the blood of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated as we receive communion. Do you have anything to add to that message? You, you had a little kaboom the other day. Oh, that's okay. I think you already did the kaboom. That was, I didn't do any kaboom. That was kind of... Supersonic? <laughs> Super dance. We were talking about it yesterday, though. When you were a little girl, when I was a yeah. little boy. Yeah, I do remember that. How many have ever heard some of those supersonic kabooms? Yeah, I didn't even realize kabooms. Talk to him a little yeah, bit about that. Yeah, we don't that. hear them anymore, but... I grew up in uh, Pawnee, Oklahoma, and in Tulsa they had a big uh, Air Force, what was that, training thing, Spartans, I think it's still there. But I remember as a little kid being out in the country and all of a sudden we'd hear, boom, kaboom, kaboom, and my dad would say, oh, that's just the sonic boom, another jet just broke the sound barrier. And as I was meditating on that one time, it was like, you know what, that's what happens when we give our life to Jesus and when we say, okay, I'm going to get through this situation. I'm hearing a lot of kabooms in the realm of the spirit. Y'all are breaking barriers. Amen. We're going through some things. Yeah. We're getting on the other side yeah. of it. So when there's a wall facing you and it's like you can't get through it, just remember that. Just step back and go, kaboom. <laughs> there's a kaboom happening in the realm of the spirit. Woo, I'm breaking this barrier. Thank I'm not going to be bound by what people said I could or couldn't do. I'm coming out of this situation. Yeah. Amen. So that was my kaboom revelation. Yeah, I love it. So as I look into the camera and as I look at you this morning, do you want to be a part of the kingdom? Amen. Do you want righteousness imparted to you? Thank you, This Jesus. peace that passes understanding and this joy that this world can never give and can never take away. You that are watching online, you that are here today, let's pray a prayer of salvation for many of you, it'll be just to reconnect with Him. But place your hand over your heart. You that are out there, just say this along with us. Jesus, Jesus, you are my righteousness. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. Thank you that you died for my sins. Thank you that you died for my sins. And you took my place. And you took my place. I believe in my heart. And I say boldly this morning with my mouth. I say boldly. That Jesus Christ is my Lord, is my Lord. And, he is my Savior. and He is my Savior. Thank you, Lord, Thank you, Lord for making me brand new me brand and giving me a new life, me a new life. In, you, in you in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen.